Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name, and Lord, we ask for your help. Uh, Lord, we wanna, we wanna see what you're doing, and Lord, at the same time, we wanna see how everybody has a place in the work, and, and so God, we're just asking this morning that you would speak to hearts. Uh, Lord, have your way with us, and so as best we know how, we just humble ourselves and say, God, we need you. Lord, we thank you, um, we're you know, still not at a place where we're passing a plate, but uh, Lord, that doesn't matter, and, and God, we just thank you for the offering, we thank you for the giving, and we pray your blessing on it, on the givers, but Lord, also the gift, we wanna use it, uh, the, the, the tithes, the offering, the sacrificial giving, all of that needs to fall out to maximum glory, and so Lord, as we're reporting on the budget today, we pray your blessing on, on the budget. Lord, we pray your blessing on the giving and, and that, Lord, the, the, everybody that has a responsibility to invest and spend resources, uh, Lord, give wisdom, discernment. God, help us to, to make full proof of the ministry, and that includes the budget, and uh, that, Lord, it would all fall out to your glory in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, this morning in the first service, we had Brooke Sidebottom with us, uh, she'll be with us on Tuesday night, so if you didn't catch her this morning, you'll wanna, you'll wanna be here. For those that don't know, Brooke is part of the team that MBT sent to Boston, and they're there in Boston winning souls and making disciples, and, and so help us God by his grace. We're planting a church, a soul-winning, disciple-making, multiplying church in Boston. It's strategic uh, for a church like MBT. That's a target-rich environment, tons of international students, and. And so, um, yeah, we just, we just thank the Lord. So she's in town uh, through this Tuesday, and I believe Mike and Meredith will be with us this Tuesday. So you'll wanna be here to be part of that. We'll also get a report on the Dallas trip this last week. Uh, very profitable, very fruitful time uh, from, from all accounts. Okay, so this week we're gonna do a vision update, but before we do, we got two announcements. Um, I'm gonna do these announcements because we really need you to hear them. Not that you're not listening to the announcer, the announcements every week, but maybe, I don't know, something's off because it, 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 in just a few, literally just a few weeks, May, it's not on the thing, so is it May 21st? Yeah, May 21st, we have our ministry appreciation dinner and you're not signing up for that. So I put the, I put the URL on this slide so that you can grab your phone. I don't normally encourage you to get on your phone while we're, you know, unless that's your Bible app, but uh, you need to get on your phone, pull, pull up your web browser, and, and, and go to mbtkc.org events. Scroll down so you get to May 21st, and you'll see a sign-up button. We need you to sign up. If you're serving regularly in ministry for at least the last six months, we wanna do this dinner and say thank you, we'll feed you some great barbecue or something, but it, this is just a time uh, to appreciate those who are serving in ministry. If you don't sign up, we don't know how to appreciate you, okay? Because we need to count. We need to know how many people we're preparing for. So if you would do that right now, not enough people are looking at their phones. If you have not signed up for this, we need you to do that today. Now is better than later, okay? That, is at mbtkc.org slash events. And then while you're on that page, keep scrolling down until you get to July, and that's where you'll sign up for All Church Retreat. You wanna be a part of that. We stopped sending our kids to church camp by themselves a long time ago. From our beginning, we said we wanna send whole families to camp. 
Now, the youth just had a retreat this weekend. How did it go, Jeff? It was good. Okay, it was a good retreat. Maybe we'll hear something on that. Uh, if there's a report that needs to be given, let's coordinate that for, for Tuesday. Okay. Um, you know, how many times have kids come home from church camp and mom and dad are fighting about something? I mean, just, we want the whole family to get away together with the whole family, right, with the church body, uh, to get in the word together. And so the dates for that are on the screen, the, the July 21st through the 24th. We need you to sign up for that right away because we can't, that, a lot of planning goes into all church retreat and we can't do it if we don't know that you're coming. Uh, this is a very economical retreat if finances are an issue, we want you to call the church office and let's figure out how to get you there, okay? We, if it, we want everybody to come and be a part of that. These are rich times. Anytime God's people say, uh, God's worth getting away and getting together in the word, right? Getting together in the word together. Uh, God shows up in just marvelous ways and it's just a very, very rich time. So we need you to do that this week, today, if at all possible, so we can start doing the planning for that. Okay, very quickly, um, I thought I could do this report in 30 minutes in the first service. We didn't even have time for an altar call, y'all. Uh, it, it was a challenge, and, and my goal is to be done by, by noon. Oh, Lord help us. Okay, this is our annual vision update. We do two of these, okay? The, the, the winter, the December update, we do that right before Mission Focus. That's a ministry update. We give a ministry report. In the spring, after we close our fiscal year, we do a, a spring edition, a business edition of the vision update so we can report on the budget and, and we do that every, every year. Uh, you have that in your hands. If there's something that does not make sense, if you want help, if you want more information, you're welcome to call the church office and we'll be happy to help you any way that we can. Um, but, but, but let's just look at what God is doing with our finances. Uh, our budget's a little weird. We got tired of trying to close the year out financially while we were trying to host a, a missions conference for our fellowship of churches. So we shifted our, our church budget one quarter. Our fiscal year starts in April every year and it closes out in March the following year. And that's why you'll hear us talking about it in terms of two year time frames. So we'll be talking this morning about the 2021 budget primarily. Uh, we'll reference the year before that. Um, you know, these kind of, these kind of reports, they're like an opportunity for all of us as a church to kind of pop our heads up and look and just see what God is doing uh, financially. As you well know, the last calendar year, the last fiscal year for MBT, this has been a rough year. Uh, COVID has made a mess of everything. It's been a confusing time and it's been a difficult time. A lot of churches ended up closing shop over the last year. Um, but, you know, over time, we, I think we had, I think, five or six weeks where we were meeting online only. And then to facilitate everybody to come back, it was, it was a small number that came back, but we held four different service hours in order to facilitate people to return and, and slowly but surely we've, everybody has been returning. It's been uh, wonderful to look at the last year and realize uh, we can grow in our flexibility in ministry, things that we wouldn't even have thought about 18 months ago. I mean, we'll, we'll try anything now. Whatever gets it done, we'll, we'll, we'll take a run at it, we'll take a stab at it. We had a new members class last year 
that we did it online only, and we had a, we had a guy uh, wanted to join our church from Indiana. It's like, who is, does anybody know who this guy is? I was like, no, how did he find out about it? Uh, he's just stuck at home going to church online and decided to jo- <laughs> he wanted to join the church. And so there's been a lot of that kind of thing that we've had to look at over the last year. Uh, MBT, right, for our church, this has been a growth year. It's been a year of growth. Uh, not only growing in our flexibility in ministry, not only growing in our faith that, that we can do whatever God calls us to do in order to see the work accomplished. Uh, but uh, uh, let me give you a few examples. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up the LFBI slide. Normally this would be a year-end report, but uh, we didn't have these numbers. This is actually based on the calendar year, not the fiscal year. So these numbers are from January to December of last year. And uh, LFBI, the Bible School grew. LFBI is hosted by MBT. We operate that on behalf of not just this local church, but also on behalf of our Living Faith Fellowship. Um, It used to be that in the past, the overwhelming majority of the students in LFBI were MBT members. Now it's it's right at half. Uh, We're quickly getting outstripped, okay? Uh, Last year we had 408 students in our Bible school. By comparison, uh, the Calvary College, the Calvary University, I think they have just under 500. It's like 470 something Bible school students. And so the the school is growing. Uh, It's beginning to grow rapidly. the, a lot of students are now hearing about LFBI and they're st- sending students to, to, to go. They're checking out the Bible school. Those students came from 57 different churches. That's a 90% increase over the previous year. We charge $40 a credit hour. And, and, and so help us God by his grace, we'll do that for as long as we can. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. If we have to raise tuition, we will, but, but I will fight that Uh, with all of my ability, okay? The reason we charge $40 a credit hour, the school is not a profit center, okay? It's not, the goal of the school isn't to see how much money it can make, it's to see how many people we can equip for kingdom work. That's the objective of the school. Um, So every college runs on donations anyway, and just like we would support missionaries, that's a strategic investment to see the kingdom multiply, LFBI is a strategic giving opportunity. It's a terrible illustration, but it's one I've used a couple times on Tuesday nights. It's like going to the racetrack, and you can bet on one horse, and it may or may not win, but if you just had a way to bet on all the horses, well, you're gonna win every time. And so that's what LFBI is. It's an opportunity to invest. Every student that goes to that school, they're paying $40 a credit hour, but last year, we outfitted another church uh, to teach from there, Uh, We had to buy some software, we're doing some infrastructure upgrades, Um, hours to support the school went up, and so we took in almost uh, $50,000 in tuition and $36,000 in donations last year, the school broke even. It doesn't cost $40 a credit hour to put the school on at the level that we're putting it on. It's, it, when, we're, when we're making upgrades to the school, it's about 70 bucks a credit hour. Um, I, I think as the school matures, that will settle in somewhere around 60 to $65 a credit hour is what it'll cost us 
to pull off the school. 408 students could be 4,080. Tomorrow, if we had the time, the people and the resources. We need LFBI in Spanish yesterday. We need that desperately. We're getting requests all the time for the material in the Spanish language. This time next year, so help us God, we'll have a team in Vietnam. We've already got two Vietnamese students. They both speak English better than I do, so it's not a problem, but but if we keep winning souls and making disciples in Vietnam, we're gonna need the Bible school in Vietnamese, aren't, won't we? Uh, we're gonna need it in multiple languages. I think we've identified seven different languages that we need sooner, not later. Well, that's gonna take time, that's gonna take people, that's gonna take resources. And so this is one of the things that we're asking God's people to do. Just like you would support a missionary, prayerfully consider supporting LFBI. Uh, it's growing. And it's strategic. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we've got a Bible school student that we're supporting, that we're helping in Laramie, Wyoming. Um, Larry just took, uh, Larry and Lon and uh, the Smiths and Lon went out and taught evangelism, took them out soul winning and, and uh, their Bible study is growing, their, their Sunday services are growing. I think two weeks ago they said they had 25, 26 people uh, meeting on a Sunday morning. And so soul winning, disciple making, leadership equipping churches are multiplying. We have a team in Dallas. Uh, we have a team in Boston. We have a team in Vietnam. There's a team in, like these Bible studies are growing all over the world. So that's the other thing, okay, in terms of MBT, our, our ministry continues to grow over this last year. Uh, we've, got, we've got little seed beds, uh, little garden plots for, for local churches popping up all over the world. James and the Cheetles were in Dallas this last week doing Bible study. They went out and, and met people. They, they found a bunch of people on college campus to come be a part of the Bible study. Uh, led one of the young ladies to the Lord this last week. There, the, brothers and sisters, the fields are white unto harvest. We need to train workers for the work. Uh, the Bible study in Nairobi is growing. In Denver, it's growing. Uh, and then the, the, the disciples are multiplying in, in, in Boston and in Tampa. And of course, the church we planted across town uh, was growing over the last COVID year. May, you know, I, I, I think one of the things that was the most astounding to me was in the middle of COVID, seeing so many people coming to Christ we had a run of several weeks in multiple services, multiple people being baptized, not because they're transferring from a different faith denominational background. No, we led them to Christ. They're born again and they're following as obedient disciples of Christ. What a, what a wonderful thing. So the work is growing in a time when uh, Tom Rayner does a lot of reporting on this kind of thing and, and one of the things that they're finding consistently is most churches are reporting, if, if not a hindrance in the work, uh, a pause in, in church growth, but a 20 to 40, uh, 20 to 40% reduction, both in attendance but also in resources. And so a lot of churches are shuttering and uh, we, are, we, are, we are blessed. It's almost like God, God's all about supporting the winning of souls, making disciples, and training equipping to multiply ministry. Uh, James, you were in the worship service, in the first service, and then it was like you got raptured, but you're back. 
Um, so Tuesday, can we get a little report on Dallas? We can work that out with the Cheetles and yeah, okay. Okay, good. So you'll wanna be here Tuesday. You, you'll hear Mike and uh, uh, Meredith. Brooke will be here with us and then we'll, we'll, we'll hear about Boston. We'll hear about Dallas on Tuesday. Okay, let's look at the finances. Okay, just as a reference point, this is the, this is the chart from last year, last fiscal year, uh, not this past fiscal year. So we're going back two years, just as a, as a reference. I do this every year, just so you can have a comparison. Both charts are in your notes. Um, so the building, okay, the building. Uh, eventually this will taper off at some point, we basically remodeled everything that we can remodel. Uh, we've still got some big projects left to do in terms of getting this facility up to speed. The gutters need to be replaced. There's still some work that needs to be done on the north end of the building. And these windows, look at these big, beautiful stained glass windows. They're trash. They're junk. They gotta go. Um, I, I know, you don't wanna hear it, but that is the reality. Um, something has to happen. The, the, there's either a ton of money needs to go into their repair or they need to be replaced. I checked in the first service, just checking, but would God's people be okay if we took the windows out and then we framed them in and put sheetrock on this side and, uh, and like some, some prefab stone on the outside and just kind of cocked it all in? How's that sound? <laughs> there's like three dudes and they're like, now you're thinking. <laughs> Everybody else is like, no! <laughs> um, I forget, one of the windows on this side of the building scares the ever-living daylights out of me. I, I just say all that to say this, don't touch them. Just don't touch the windows. But, but they need some work, okay? And uh, so there's, uh, that's gonna be some cash. So there will be future investment in the building, but where, where the bulk of the cash needs to go is gonna be on either buying or building something because we need more educational space. We are running out of room on Tuesday nights. We need to reclaim the balcony. Um, so, so be praying about that. 30% of the budget was on the building. InReach is cheap. It, an open Bible is ministry. It takes resources to support that, but uh, 7.7.25% was on, on supporting what we do in ministry together from 40th and Walnut. Uh, outreach, we said from the beginning, this is very rare, you've got mega churches where not even 1% of their budget goes to missions, uh, goes to kingdom work. Our kingdom budget, we said once we get to the point where we can, where we can train as many as we catch and send, right, we, we reach equilibrium, we have the, the, the financial and the, and the building resources that we need for the ministry that God's called us to, um, then we're gonna trust God that fully 50% of our budget is not spent at home, but it's spent abroad, okay, or supporting the work abroad. And so we're, we're, tr we're trusting God by his grace to, to get to the point of maturity where 50% of the budget is used at home and 50% is used on expanding the kingdom around the world. Uh, so we, we, we got almost to 40% two years ago the administrative budget, that was 25 and a quarter. Now, go ahead and bring it, oh, and then we go, uh, keep it back there for just a second. Uh, at that point, we had designated savings of uh, $350,000. Dollars are like little workers in your budget, and they all have a job assigned to them, where if we do a building project, 
if we do a remodel project, we're not scared to borrow from ourselves because our interest rate is really good. But we have to pay ourselves back because those dollars have a job assigned to them. Does that make sense? That's what we're talking about in terms of designated savings. Okay, go ahead and bring up this year's budget or this past year's uh, spending report. Um, our, our missions activity got curtailed. Everybody gets that, right? Um, a lot fewer trips on a lot smaller scale. There's a lot that we do, both in terms of travel, but also activity in missions every year. And so while that got hindered, uh, our, outreach, our outreach kept moving forward. You'll also notice whenever one budget shrinks, it affects the percentages around the dial. So all of the percentages are gonna go up. So let's start with administration. You say administration went up by, what did we say it was before, 25 point, whatever it was. Uh, so how, you know, why did it go up 15%? Well, you know, the only thing that really didn't go up was the inReach line. I thought that was interesting how that worked out. But again, we had a lot less activity. There's a lot less pizza supporting ac activity here in the building, that kind of thing. Uh, so that would be a COVID reflection as well. Um, my gut says that goes over 10% as our activity's gone back up next year, but we'll see what happens. Um, part of this in administration actually belongs in kingdom. We have salary do dollars that support LFBI, and moving forward, we'll, be, we'll keep talking about this. There will also be salary dollars that will necessarily have to support a kingdom agenda. And so there is a section of this budget that's actually focused outside our local church ministry. But that, that puts us at 40% this last year. The building stayed around 21.78%, in reach seven and a quarter, and then missions, even though we kinda had our wings clipped a little bit with COVID, still at 31%. So, um, so help us God by his grace. We're gonna see, I mean, James got the best job ever. Uh, he is teaching in a medical college uh, he's, with that comes opportunities for outreach, but also you get more flexibility in the summer months, in mission season, it's, a, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing. So, designated savings though are now at $488,000. Okay, again, those workers all have jobs. We're not afraid to go take those workers and show them to the bank. We'll borrow from ourselves, but those, those are designated savings. This last calendar year, and Deb, you'll have to help me. I wanna say with the budget, I, I was gonna put it on a slide and I forgot to, but the, in terms of the budget versus spending last year, we ended up saving, we ended up actually, uh, with, uh, in terms of a budget, a net profit, if you will, we're a not-for-profit, uh, but we didn't actually spend 270,000. Is that correct? So, it sounds right to Deb. It's, it's at least a quarter million, okay, that we ended up saving over this last year. And, and if you have a question about that, you can call and we'll get you that number. Um, I say all that to say this, is that the savings, uh, that the cash holdings that MBT has is right at $650,000, right? It's not quite $650,000. You say, well, I mean, we could do a lot with $650,000. Tell me about it, okay? 488 of them already have jobs, okay? But we're gonna need to either buy something or build something because we don't, we need to start two more Sunday fellowships yesterday. 
some way, somehow, we're trusting the Lord to lead us into a solution for our growing ministry. Does that make sense? Uh, really what would be nice is if we had two million in savings because to build something basic on the north, you know, like if we can just build something in the parking lot, that the price tag on a building like that that's gonna work and be flexible for our ministry, it starts at somewhere around two to three million dollars depending on what you build, okay? Uh, we need a lot of square footage for ministry activity. And so just be thinking about that, be praying about that. I'm not worried about that because everything that we've needed, God has shown up with the resources just in time. Does that make sense? We have never, we're kind of like a reptile in an aquarium. However big the aquarium is, that's how big we grow. We hit a new room and then we fill it up. And so God's just metering us, that's <laughs> what it happens to. We'll be the size of lizard God wants us to be. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's not calling you a snake or a lizard. It's us. Okay, bring up the next slide. In terms of the general budget, you've got the numbers there in your, in your notes, okay? Everything that comes in in terms of tithes, that would fund the general budget. Off the top, the first 10%, we set it aside for missions. That goes into the kingdom account. Uh, and then we operate, everything that we do in ministry is based on the regular tithes of MBT members. Any offerings for special projects, any giving for missions, that is accounted separately so that those dollars, those workers can accomplish those objectives. But in terms of regular general giving, okay, that went up 5.87, or I'm sorry, 5.85%. Uh, that was a giving increase, and, and you've got the numbers there in your report. Go ahead and bring up the next slide. So in a year where most churches are experiencing anywhere from a, a flat line, but, but, but most of them are 20 to 40% reduced in attendance and giving, uh, MBT went up by, by over 5%, man, praise the Lord. Our debt went down over the last year. We purchased this building for $500,000. We owe almost 150,000 still. We bought the house to the north of us um, because we know we're gonna need it for something and, and uh, praise the Lord, we, uh, we were offered a very generous deal on that house. It was cr we were crazy not to get that. Uh, if nothing else, long-term, that, that may end up being a parking lot or it could be student housing for LFBI or, or, or whatever. So we secured that. We still owe just over half on that for a total remaining debt of $221,000. Now you look at that and you say, well, you've got the cash in the bank. Why don't you just pay that off? And we could. We could do that. We could write a check for all that tomorrow, pay all of that off, and we could throw one of those parties. You know, I hear they're like a really wonderful time. We're debt-free, and you'd put up a banner, and there's like confetti. We're kind of on the back end of all the interest on that, and... And we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're not playing at paying that off. We're consistently chewing that up every year. It goes, it goes down considerably. Uh, but that is nothing compared to buying or building something that we need. Does that make sense? So, so very manageable, small amount of debt versus we know something is gonna hurt. <laughs> like, it's gonna cost to do something that needs to be done in terms of buying or building a building. We may end up back in a situation where 
we're like the old days using cardboard boxes for, for ministry tables, ministry workstations or whatever. Whatever the mission requires, amen? Some of you, you missed out on those early days of shoveling and human feces getting ready for a service. It happened, hand to God, <laughs> multiple times, picking up needles out in the, out in the, in the yard, that kind of thing. Uh, the work days, just trying to make the, make the facility uh, safe and inviting for people to come and attend on the word of the Lord. Um, some, you know, God help us, we haven't had a good old fashioned, I know we have cleaning teams and all that, but we haven't had a good old fashioned work day in over a year. Uh, some of you are missing out on rolling up your sleeves and, and doing some pioneer work, and so we, you know, we may be back in some days like that, and it'll be good for us. Go ahead and bring up the next slide. An increase of over 5% in giving, okay, but also an increase in givers. 219 is not an accurate number. These, these reflect households, so a lot of these are, are couples, okay? So there's more than 219 givers, obviously, at MBT, and, 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 and there's a lot more than that overall because sometimes people will give here or there. What a church operates on are faithful stewards who are bought in and they own the ministry. It's their church, this is their ministry. They're responsible and as stewards, they're part of the supply. We all chip in and, and, and we do this together. What this tells me though is that not everyone who calls themselves a disciple is actually functioning as a disciple because we actually increased more than 4% in the number of disciples over the last calendar year. What happens is a lot of people will get into a tight place or an uncertain place and they'll say, you know, I can't afford to give. I'll go ahead and bring up the next slide. This is, we've mentioned this before and I'll mention it again. God's perspective, Malachi chapter three and verses seven through 11, he says, you, you're robbing me. And people will say, how can we rob God? I mean, I, the last time people tried to get to the third heaven, uh, we'll get there and we'll look at it in our Genesis study. But uh, the last time people tried to hijack Mount Zion, I mean, he just shut them down and confounded the languages, okay? How do you rob the creator of the universe? And so God tells you. He says, you know, you're saying, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? God says, yet ye have robbed me. How? But you say, when have we robbed thee? God says, in tithes and offerings. God's position regarding his people is you need to be bought into his agenda. Uh, you, you know, pe people say this all the time. It's like, um, um, you know, I'll talk to pastors and, and giving is such a sensitive um, issue and they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel comfortable bringing it up. Uh, we don't talk about it all the time because we make disciples. Uh, we teach our, a, a disciple is somebody who follows God according to his word. A disciple is a learner, a follower of Christ. And you don't follow as a disciple Christ according to how you feel or what you think. You're changing emotions, you're changing circumstances. No, what the book says, that's what you do, amen? That's a disciple, okay. Uh, so, so when the subject of giving comes up, I don't blush. I'm not embarrassed to mention it. Uh, I'm gonna bring it up and I'm gonna bring it up boldly because you need to do it. You need to be a giver. God's whole perspective on his people is you need to be bought into his agenda. Look at what the word of God says. You've robbed me how? With tithes and offerings. Verse nine. You're 
keeping for yourself what you think you need to do in order to thrive at the level that you want to thrive. The problem is, is it's a failed approach. It's a failed mentality. It's a flawed system. You're doing the best that you can do for yourself, and look at what he says. You're cursed with a curse, for you've robbed me. You don't, if you'd have just gave the first dime out of every dollar, my blessing on the other nine dimes would have exceeded anything you could have done with the 10. Does that make sense? You're cursed with a curse, for you've robbed me, even this whole nation. So here's the solution, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. It is interesting. Uh, MBT, from the beginning, we set aside the first 10% of everything that comes in for missions. And then we give over, as a local church, we give way over and above that. We're on our way to 50% going to missions. Guess what? We are seeing the reality of that promise as a local church. We don't have room to receive all the blessing that God gives us, amen? So what, what's true of us corporately, God's invitation, it's true. It's an opportunity individually, submit yourself Take a trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus' approach and position. And just do what the book says. Out of the first of everything that God entrusts to you, you give that first 10%. That's obedience. And then grow from there. It's Malachi chapter three is what old timers have in the back of their mind when they're saying things like, I have learned that you can't outgive God. Because it's true. What God does is he blesses the remainder to the extent you'll do more on the nine dimes than you ever would with a dollar. Every time I have, in my mind, I've grown in my giving, God has blessed me with more resources. Well, that's a biblical principle, isn't it? If you're faithful in that which is least, well, you can be trusted in more. Why is God gonna bless your household when you don't know how to honor him with what you have? So God's invitation is, try me and see if I don't bless your life. I'll pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I'll also protect what you have. Look at verse 11. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Okay, so there it is, man. God, people say, I can't afford to give. No, God's position is you can't afford not to give, because you need my blessing on your life. One of the reasons that we need to give, go ahead and bring the next slide, is uh, Pastor Best is coming on staff full time starting in August. (laughs) This man is one of, he's absolutely one of the hardest working men at MBT. He he was our first pastor after me, right? I mean, he was the first guy ordained here at MBT. He has worked as a medical doctor to, to not only fund his involvement in ministry, but to make space for the local church to keep growing. Other pastors have come on staff full time before him, and he has done that as a service uh, to this local church. Praise the Lord for Pastor Chris Best, okay? He is a model to us all. Um, he is getting older, but he's getting wiser. And the, and the missions activity is growing, it's getting bigger, and we need him, we don't just need him, we need a team of people. If we've got five full-time employees, 
with the budget that we have, if half of our budget is gonna go to missions, we're gonna need some people to support that. Does that make, that's logical. This is why our missions, you can give to LFBI, that's strategic. You can also just give to missions because it'll support the staff, right? Because we're gonna have to have a missions department to support everything that we're doing uh, in multiplying ministry around the world. Uh, he's gonna, he works a full-time, uh, he, works a, he works a full-time job already, okay? He, he works a 24-hour shift once a week uh, so that he can afford to work part-time for MBT, but he puts in more than 40 hours every week, okay? Um, he's not gonna quit that job, but he's gonna cut it in half. Why? Well, he wants to keep his skill set, and I think that's strategic. It's good to have a medical doctor uh, if you're, I mean, that opens doors and missions. And so we want him to keep his skill set, uh, especially if you, if, if, let's not bother Pastor Best for every medical need in the church, okay? Let's not do that. But when an emergency happens, right, when, there's, when, when we're in a tough bind and somebody says, is there a doctor in the house? You don't want some guy, you know, like, well, I used to think, well, I don't remember. So he's gonna work twice a month to keep his skill set, uh, but this is gonna greatly free him up um, in terms of uh, his ability to minister here at MBT. Uh, every time we hire someone, I try to, try to find some pictures that just show you a picture of their life and who they are, and when we hired Kenny, we saw, um, he looked like, is it ice cubed, ice, ice cubed? He was a young ice, I mean, he was, he had that fierce look and everything, it was just awesome. Okay, uh, with Brandon, it was like a, you know, kind of a, like a, a hopeful model. He's, po- you know, okay. I tried to find six flattering pictures of Pastor Best. I found three. You can decide which of those they are. Uh, but, I, you know, I tried to find six flattering pictures of Best and, and this is what I came up with. Um, I'm so grateful for this man. Go ahead and bring up the next slide. Starting in August, he's gonna work this out with his company, and then his schedule will change at that, at that point. Uh, go ahead and bring up the next slide. Also, at the same time, we're restructuring as the ministry grows. We wanna, we wanna facilitate communication. If there are issues, if there's needs, we wanna support that. We need, to, we need to organize ourselves. So Mitch Dobson's been helping us with this. And uh, some of these organizational shifts have already started taking place. The hope is to have this in place by the end of the summer. Everything discipleship, Pastor Morgan's gonna make sure it's taken care of and overseen, but it's the whole church's responsibility, amen? Everything missions, Pastor Best is gonna make sure it's organized and taken care of, but it's the whole church's responsibility, amen? Everything education and development, Pastor Briscoe is gonna make sure it's covered, but it's the whole church's responsibility. Miller is gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna coordinate the facilities, everything related to the physical support of the ministry. Eric Phillips, worship, and then Mitch Dobson is gonna coordinate us in terms of our administrative needs. We are, you can see how the, the uh, chart is organized. We're a pastor-led, an elder-led ministry. So it's, you know, you can see how I'm coordinating with each of these areas, these six areas of ministry. Uh, but it's not just me, we're led by a pastoral team. Uh, so we've got our pastors listed for you. This chart's on the back of your, your uh, handout this morning. And we got a board of directors. Um, and so those are listed for you. And then we are led by fellowship leaders, ministers, and pastors. And so those are listed for you as well. Uh, let's go ahead and bring up the, the next slide. Here's some, 
just a quick charge before we dismiss. You need to be a part of this. Make sure you're plugged in. Uh, the challenge this year is for you to own this ministry. You wanna own it personally. You wanna be bought in, you wanna be a part. And part of that means you're connected, you're fitly joined to this body. And the way that works here at Midtown, you can go out in the lobby and look at the path of growth. But really, tactically, you wanna be in a Bible study. You wanna be in a, in a Sunday fellowship. A lot of the activity of this church takes place on that level. A lot of the announcements are only given at the fellowship level. You don't know everything that's going on if you're not part of one of our Sunday fellowships. Don't just show up for worship, get involved in a group where people know your name, okay? Don't, don't just be in a large crowd. Uh, you wanna be a part of that. Um, be flexible, this is so critical, be flexible. The body is doing so much uh, almost every day. Friday nights, the building's pretty empty most of the time. Outside of that, there's something going on here all the time, and and with that, there's gonna be coordination blunders, there's gonna be toe-stepping. When you're getting your toes stepped on, that's annoying, but if you're dancing with someone, that's pretty forgivable, right? So you're gonna get your toes stepped on, but man, hey, at least we're dancing, okay? I want you to just keep that perspective Uh, The building is getting used hard. And with that, uh, what's critical is that you, if you're gonna, you know, you you say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna disciple uh, before prayer on Tuesday night, and I want the conference room. Well, if we've got 10 people that need to have a meeting, they're gonna get the conference room, and you'll be relegated to Miller Plaza. Does that make sense? In other words, you can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. I mean, it's just how it works sometimes. Okay, so be flexible. You're going to get your toes stepped on. You're not gonna be, we're not gonna be able to make the building work to everyone's expectation, but we're gonna do the best we can to make sure it works for everybody. We want to, we want to make sure the building works the best way for the most people. So be willing to sacrifice self and convenience Use the reservation system on my MBT. You can't just decide that you're gonna have the auditorium next Monday night because it may already be scheduled. And if you show up, you're gonna have a conflict, okay? So use my MBT and then reserve the room. Miller and the team will be working on that. You will get confirmation that, 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 that the building and the schedule work out for you to use it. I gave this to you, 1 Corinthians 12, as homework. Um, please hear me on this. We are a body, uh, but we're also a group of ministers. So it's a lot of people being trained and equipped and doing the work of the ministry. One of our mottos is every member a minister. But we're also a body, we're also a family. And I want you to look, 1 Corinthians 12 describes how a body works. But look down in, Verse uh, 21, you cannot say to another member of this body, I have no need of you. I have no need of thee. I have no need of you. You can't say that. What happens in a larger ministry is people get siloed. They get focused on their area. And the ministry that's happening in other areas, that's them. Here's what we're doing, but that's what they're doing. One of our other principles, one of our other mottos is there is no they, there's only us, there's only we. 
Uh, what will happen though is, as people in one area of ministry, they will be doing things and then you will look at that and say, well that's them, here's my area. Can I just, can I just encourage you to never forget we are a church family, we're a local church ministry and with that, I'm asking that you would start thinking like a senior pastor. Can I just tell you how a senior pastor thinks? If every member is a minister, so, so to all the fellowship leaders and the pastors in this room, I want you listening to me um, because we all forget, okay? Here's how a senior pastor thinks. I want what's best for the whole church. Don't I? That's my, I mean, with all, I think that's where I'm at. I want what's best for the whole church. You want what's best for the whole church. And that's gonna mean personal sacrifice. You won't always get what you want. Well, somebody else got what they wanted, I didn't get what I want, and so now that's a foul, and so talk to the hand. You can't say I have no need of you. You don't get to throw your brother or sister in Christ away. To the extent that we're not endeavoring to keep the unity that Christ bought for us at Calvary, that's the extent that we're grieving the Holy Spirit, our Father is grieved, and we're not seeing the hand of God's blessing over our ministry. We'll never get everybody completely on the same page together, but that's what we're endeavoring to do. It's from our unity that God commands his blessing over our ministry, Psalm 133. So think like a senior pastor, right? The mentality of a minister is, is you have to make it because I lose if you don't continue. I can't do this without you, right? That's the mentality of a minister versus you stay out of my way. Right, don't you make trouble for me. No, I can't do this without you. Every member of the body needs to learn to think like a senior pastor. That means you want everyone plugged in, you want everyone thriving, you want the ministry to work for everyone. You're thinking, how can we include people versus exclude people? Now some people don't make it. Second Timothy chapter four, here's Demas. He loved the present world. Sometimes people go out from us because they were never part of us. You know, that kind of thing happens, but here's the, and, and because we're not a cult, right, we're not gonna force anybody to stay that doesn't wanna stay. But before you go, we wanna make sure, right, we wanna make sure that you trip over us, right? In other words, walk with God, right? We want this to work for everyone. Has God made you part of a local church? Well, then plug in. How is your life being invested? Are you a part of helping us win souls and make disciples? Does who you are and how God made you, is it helping to move the ministry forward? Just like you have to decide what kind of man or woman you're gonna be, you gotta decide how you're gonna live your life. And is how you're living your life, is it furthering the work? Let me give you a hack and then we'll close. If you just see Jesus for who he is, Hebrews 10, 12 says he is the sacrifice for our sins. When you see the price that God paid in order to make our ministry together possible, well, that's motivating. And so Colossians 3.23 tells us what's reasonable, okay? Reasonable service, Romans 12, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Colossians 3.23, what, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. How has God made you? If you're wired to stay by the stuff, great. That means you're freeing up other people to swing the sword. Everyone can pray, everyone can serve, everyone can encourage, everyone should be in the work, everyone should be in a fellowship in helping everyone get fitly joined to this body. Because don't forget this, who we are and what we have is exactly what we'll reproduce. 
And if who we are is dysfunctional, we'll keep getting derailed and we'll reproduce dysfunction. You know, I can't do everything that God's called me to do without you. I need you. And the inverse is true. Everything that God's called you to, you can't do without me and you can't do it without the person sitting next. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you complete me. I need you. I can't do this without you, right? You have to plug, I can't make you plug in, I can't make you want your life to fall out to God's glory. You need to know this, okay? I, I can't make you be productive in ministry. The only authority that I have is what you give me. All authority is relative authority. I can't make you do anything as a senior pastor. You have to submit yourself. In 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 through 16, we are told to find the people that are just hooked on ministry. Here are people that have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That's what charges them up, they can't get enough. You start hanging with them and let them be your dealer. Right, let them, let them be your drug dealer. They've addicted themselves to the ministry, so you, birds of a feather, flock together. You hang with them, submit yourselves, verse 16, unto such, so that whatever you're doing in life, right, it's falling out to God's glory. Whatever you do, it ought to be to the glory of God. Love your wife to the glory of God. Work your job to the glory of God. Be the best that you can be. Do it heartily as unto the Lord. Trust God to be the best that you can be. Go get those Benjamins. Now, if that's all you're doing is getting the Benjamins, well, good luck with that. But they're funding your, they're funding, they're funding your life in ministry for the Lord. Do it heartily as unto the Lord. We've got one life we can live for Christ. I don't want to waste it. I don't want to play church. He's worthy to be glorified. Okay, we're out of time. Uh, we're supposed to be out in the alley. Uh, if you are not serving regularly in ministry, uh, there is pizza. Is the pizza here? Do we know? Yes. It is here. Okay, there's pizza in the alley. Um, let me just tell you this. If you are helping with that, there's pizza in the alley for you. If you're coming to the ministry appreciation dinner, this is actually not for you. Yours is coming later in the month. Okay, this is if you don't have a regular ministry service gig, we're dismissing to that right now, to our ministry showcase. You can find out how to get plugged in.